Now then, um, well, that also means <laughs> I screwed up already. <laughs> What's going on? We're, this is episode two then, really, isn't it? Episode two, looking at episode one of Tales of the Unexpected. So welcome, which is handy, because that's what this podcast is all about. The um, unexpected tales, about the tales of the tales of the unexpected tales. I think I might have got... I'm not sure how many tales were involved there. The, the There's one tale, there's... Uh, which is surrounded by the tales that we're telling and the tales that they are telling. There's four There's tales. Four? I think. This so, was... Sorry. <laughs> this is um, episode one, Tales Unexpected, 1979, um, called The Man from the South. We spoke very briefly about this last time um, and the fact how it... Kind of influenced a few things. I think we'll come to that later anyway. But um, yeah, so it was introduced by Roald Dahl. It's a Roald Dahl book. He mentions right at the very start of the episode that it takes him, or it, he's been writing these stories for thirty odd years, and uh, he writes slow. Why did? Why was he saying this? Well, I was sort of looking at the language that he uses in there because. Last time I was saying to you, do you think that he sort of tries to create an air of mystery around it? And I noticed that he starts it off by giving the viewer a warning. I, I made a note of that as well. There is a there is a warning. What's the but the warning is it might be it might be quite bad. It, you might be unsettled by this. That is, unsettled, yeah. right? Yeah. And then he carries on, and he says when he's writing, he's haunted. By the thought. He and is. That's what he said. Yes, he did say that. Yeah. And I thought, that's an interesting use of the word. Is he sort of getting that sort of spooky vibe going then? Because... So, oh, so what you're saying is that that surplus to the story, he's also adding a little bit of mystery before the story's even been yeah, told. Yeah, he's ah. sort of setting the scene by, by sort of clever use of words, yeah. as well as how he's saying it. Well, Because he then goes on to say that... He's haunted by he says he's haunted that he by the fact that he feels he has to hold the reader's attention for every second, otherwise I'm dead. Yeah. Now, you know he's not, you know he's not really it's not the sort of thing you'd normally say. No. You say otherwise it's not going to work. Yeah. So we've got there, haunted, dead, and that sort of unsettled. Yeah. And so I think he's playing with our minds before. They throw us into the into the show, which is good because if you catch episode one, you now know right. Okay, and sort of know you don't need to remind me again. Yeah, it's series episode two. Yeah, but it'd be interesting to see what he what his kind of like thoughts are at the beginning. But it is it is quite nice. it's a nice setup. Okay, because he goes in and it was filmed in Jamaica. It was on location. On location. That's what I meant. Uh, yes, but but on that on that point. I'm thinking, why? What was the need to film that in Jamaica? It's essentially a two-room play. Yes. You've, you could... I mean, it starts off, obviously, with them looking over out to sea and uh, the uh, the American guys playing in the sea. But you could easily have them walking into, say, a hotel lobby, an interior of some sort. Yeah. And then the next um, scene... Is his hotel room, so it could you know they could have done that at Shepperton or somewhere like that. Why does it? What's the need to go out to Jamaica for it? Let's this first of all. Let's just rewind a little bit. It starts off with a guy who is nameless. Uh, I've written his name down from the credits, but you never find out his name in the episode. Um, and his name is Ralston, just a regular English guy on holiday. He says he's on holiday and overwalks this guy who. It's called Carlos. You, again, you, you don't know his name, I, I don't think, until right at the very end. Yeah, yeah. But he walks over, he's got a Spanish accent, um, but he's talking in English. And um, when he first comes over, the way that he approaches uh, the English fellow, what's the English fellow called? Ralston. Ralston. It appears that 
there's no connection between them at all. Now, they're met just at that point in time. Yeah. But, later on, some of the things that Ralston says make me wonder, is he somehow in on this? Well, I made a note of this because, and I was exactly the same, I, I figured maybe when this was broadcast, 1979, there's that innocence to it that I perhaps don't have been in 2016. Yeah. That actually, it would it's not unforeseeable that they that this could have been a ruse concocted by the two guys. Yeah. Right, okay. So had I not known how this ends, would that have been the twisty ending that this was a this was a ruse? Because that that could have been the unexpected ending that they're like, hey, hey yeah. Carlo, we've done it, Carlos, we've done it again. A little bit like the Steve Martin film, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh yeah, okay. So it's like that. Yeah, uh, what's the the English stuff that happens? Uh, there was the hustle. So they, yeah, they kind of like it's a, it's a quite a big performance yeah. to get the outcome that they both want, and that's not obviously the way that this pans out. So we whether that's a spoiler or not, I'm not too sure. But they they have just met at this point, and he sits. Uh, he says, "Can I sit here?" He sits down, and they have a little bit of a chit chat, and then he says. Who are all these people? <laughs> and the, because <laughs> they're on a beach, there's a lot of people playing in the sea. And then the guy says, I think they're learning to be sailors. <laughs> but I didn't know whether that was flippant because there's a lot of people in the sea who's like, oh, they're learning to be sailors. But it turns out there's a kind of an American, there's an American naval base there. And they're learning. They're actually literally learning to be sailors, which is which is hilarious. Um, there's a cut scene to um, the girl who's Pamela Stevenson in this. Yeah, yeah. Just um, a year before, not the nine o'clock news. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Which um, would obviously make her famous at that it? point in time. Famous. She would she have been the draw to this, perhaps? Well, as I say, not nine o'clock news was a year. After this, so, was, so this was before oh, right. she, she was famous. I thought you meant that. No, 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 okay. So, oh, in which case, so she's relatively unknown. Yeah. So she, I think the draw would be Jose Ferrer, Carlos. Yeah, because he's obviously famous, and George Clooney's uncle twice. Really? Yeah. What will happen to the first time? Well, he married uh, George Clooney's auntie, Rosemary Clooney. Oh, they got yeah. divorced. He married somebody else. They got divorced and then he remarried Rosemary Clooney. When marimba rhythms start to play, dance with me, make me sway. Okay, um, so yeah, just going back, Pamela Stevenson uh, screams and leaps out of the water, and I thought there was a nice link to. But uh, the Jaws was filmed in 75, Jaws 2 would have been out, so maybe there was that kind of like, ah, oh, we're in the sea, it's kind of like, you know, there's the... Well, I tell you what, I was, I was a bit surprised, I don't know if it's just my character, or whether it's because of my wife and how she is, but I thought there was a lot of unnecessary roughness in the, <laughs> in the sea there. <laughs> well, yeah, right, so this is that thing, isn't it? It's kind of like, the, the director goes... <laughs> <laughs> right, what you want to do is be frolicking. Yeah. And that's probably all the direction that he gave them. Yeah. And then they're... But, you know, because, <laughs> oh, she can't stand it if you're in the pool and if if I was to splash her, she would go mental. If I was to pull her or push her under the water or something, she'd probably never speak to me again. And she, she made that clear to me the very first time that we went into the pool anywhere because... She'd had a boyfriend who'd done it, and that was about it for them. <laughs> so maybe I'm viewing it in the context of my own relationship there. Yeah. But it just see, because it's also, I think, comes clear that he's only just met her. Really? Oh, right. Yeah. Do you think this is a new relationship? I do. What, whilst they're in Jamaica? Yeah, I, I, I really believe that he's only just met her. So what is she then? She's a holiday goer and he's stationed he's a, he's a there. Cadet. Or, although. She could also be a cadet. Do you think... Right, okay, so... Uh, this I may come back to this later, but the, the point of this story is going to dabble with losing uh, something that may become quite important to him yeah. as part of this bet that's going to happen. So, no spoilers at this stage. But, if he is training to be a cadet, yeah. you'd imagine that he'd need everything, like all body parts, right? Like, yeah. even though he probably doesn't use it now... Like maybe it would have been of use. At some well, point. and you know, at a later point, he does say that he's never used it. He has a bit of a soliloquy yeah. on a little finger. But I would sort of take issue with that. I mean, 
Have you ever used your little finger? Oh, my left hand. Your left hand? I'm sure I have. Well, I use it to clean my ear out. My left what? ear. You know, if I'm in the shower. A little ear? What, even your left... Oh, I suppose so your left ear. Yeah, because obviously, you know, I know you're not supposed to put things down your ears and, you know, don't be doing that at home. But if you're going to clean it with the, with the soap and that, then my other fingers are too big. Well, Whereas I've checked my pointy finger on my left hand yeah. just now, and that's fine. So uh, I'd probably stick with the lip. You, you've perhaps got the advanced ear canal there, whereas mine is really sort of like... The, the I don't know. I'd use it... Maybe, maybe I've just got little fingers. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michelle doesn't like uh, people... She doesn't like ears and, and pointing. Yeah. <laughs> so the t- both she doesn't like. She's all pointing. Or, or, or she doesn't like it when, the two. Yeah, she doesn't like it when people meddle with their ears. Right. She talks about their ears or sticks or, or like points and that pointing putting a finger in an ear that drive her fucking mental. What I find strange is I know that I, I think this is one of those things everybody says don't put it in your ear and obviously you're not supposed to but then what are cotton buds sold for really if not for that uh, uh, oh god yeah but you, get, you get a lot of them don't you yeah uh, hundreds of them maybe they are maybe they're to remove uh, just extra bits of stuff but not like to go all the way in you won't go all the way in which is why the finger in the ear is quite good because it stops a natural stop. you can't go any further than a certain distance can you so returning to which finger do you use you might be better off using a thicker finger no I mean yes <laughs> yes no yes I'd, yeah I'd stick with the, the big finger there um, her name is Kathy um, which is the only time that a name is kind of called out in the programme. Um, the the army guy's name is... We don't know if he's in the army, right? I've just rea- no. I've just suddenly realised, even though that's the insinuation that was led to us... Or the Navy. Or the Navy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was never a- any point which said, you know, you're here other than being on holiday, which yeah. is why I didn't see them just meeting. I think they probably, this might have been their first time on holiday together. But Jamaica in the 70s... That'd have been a big holiday, right? It would, yeah. yeah. So maybe uh, maybe they lived over there or something like that. Um, his name is Tommy, by the way. Right. Okay, so Tommy and Kathy get out of the sea onto the drying off. He says, do you want a drink? So they go over to this little parade where the two guys are now sat. And uh, he sort of like makes... Uh, it's a casual question is anybody sat here they're like no no you can, you're quite welcome go and sit down and it, it's a sort of like I guess a bit of a gesture he says do you want a cigarette the English guy Rawson takes the cigarette and then I guess that's when the kind of the, the, the real conversation starts because they talk about this he, he says we'll talk about how the, why they're all there I think oh right yeah sorry I'm jumping ahead yeah. they ask Carlos well, Carlos is asked if he's there on holiday. On holiday. And this is important, yeah, of course, because he's, he says, the guy, Rawlson says, I'm here on holiday. Carlos, you don't know why he's there, other than the fact his wife has forced him. Yeah, that's right. And that's obviously something that becomes clear later on yes. in the show. Yes. Um, but you wouldn't get that necessarily on a first watch. On a first watch, yeah, okay, because the wife is then no longer mentioned. Yeah. In fact, we then say... He says, um, in offering this cigarette, so we go back to the cigarette bit, uh, he says, um, do you need a lighter? He says, no, I've got one. And he's, and then there's a conversation about how it might not work. Yeah, says, and, and he's, he's the American, he's sort of really proud about his lighter. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a Zippo, but I'm guessing that even in, in this age, they wouldn't have been able to use a product name. No, right. Uh, but, but it is quite clearly a Zippo. It's a definitely a Zippo. And also, I think I know Zippos are, because they're petrol, they're, oh no, well, they're petrol lighters, aren't yeah, they? they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they are super uh, uh, kind of good, aren't they? What's reliable. The, reliable, that's what I meant. So, so we're, we're led to, at the moment, if you know nothing about the story, the guy's got a lighter that he's super proud of and claims... That it never fails him. He does, and I notice that when he says it never fails, he says not with me, and he looks at the girl, Kathy, 
Oh, so which she's I fair. think is no, I think it's a bit of a double entendre about his sexual prowess. Oh, the lighter represents. Yeah, I, which is maybe why he's prepared to bet on its potency. Right. Okay. I never got that. It's interesting. Yeah, because of course it would. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? That you could say. Yeah, you, you could say it's as good as my libido. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I suppose. Yeah, and at that point there. It seems to be quite a flippant claim, right? Yeah. There's no yeah. there's no big deal about it. It's just, yeah, okay, it's, it works. So then there's a little bit of a to and fro in about how it goes, oh, so, you know, if you think it's going to light on every occasion, then let's have a bet. Let's, let's bet. I'll bet you that it won't light 10 out of 10. Well, well, I don't think he says it straight up there, but that's where we're going to. Yeah, it? and, it, and it, as you say, it's, it's a really sort of gentle... Intro into yeah. you know. Let's have a bet, and uh, so he sounds so, quite yeah. So so th- this bet it starts off as the guy saying you know I can bet five ten dollars, and he says no, no I, like, I like to bet and let's have a big bet. Let's have, you know so and and Oyosi says let's have some fun as well, which I thought was really really nice that kind of because in this Roldal set it up that this is going to be unsettling, and then you've got this old guy who is making. A bet that might not it's the who's who's this gonna who's this gonna work for right okay yeah, yeah. and then but then, but then sort of it says let's have some I want this to be fun and that just there's something quite creepy about that yeah right especially off. when you think of the terms of the bet exactly that, that, yeah, that's so, his idea of fun now we know later on that this is a bet that he's this isn't the first time he's had this particular bet or this idea yeah well that's that was. We know that it's not perhaps the first time that this particular forfeit has been. This forfeit rather than the bet, yeah. Um, which the bet is, he needs to light the lighter, the Zippo, ten times consecutively. And he says, um, I will stake my Jaguar. Ha 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 Which I think... Do they use that in order to explain the title "Man from the South"? Right, so because he's like from South America, which then would explain perhaps why it's set in Jamaica. Because if it was set in sort of Elvedon or something, Elvedon in England somewhere, uh, Shepperton. Oh God, I thought you were talking about Middle Earth for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hobbiton. Where Elvedon? Where's Elvedon? I don't know. Elstree? Elstree? Elstree. Elstree. The yeah. studios. Yeah, I went there. Is that where they do Big Brother? It was one of them, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. It's um, it's the James Bond soundstage. Oh, yeah. 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 Where they've been doing some EastEnders stuff. Not EastEnders, Emmerdale. Yeah, you know that, though, don't you? You've, had, yeah, you've got yeah, links been, to Emmerdale, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah my daughter was, uh, was in it. Yeah, that's right. But she and, and Big Brother, she sorted out the furniture for Big Brother, didn't yes, she? Yes, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to go along to that, which I thought was an Elm Street. Which it? year was the Big Brother you went to? It was the year that uh, Jim Davidson won. It oh, was the celebrity year. He yeah. won it. Yeah, he did. And you what? Know, we were there in the crowd. It became obvious by a process of elimination that Jim Davidson was going to win. And why so, did it become clear? Well, because in the in right at home. We didn't know. Right. So why did you think it was going to become clear? Well, because there'd been sort of four of them left, and when three of them had been ejected, there was only one left. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> it might have been when there were two of them left. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm thinking, I don't really hold with Jim Davidson's political views. Yeah. And I didn't actually want to be there as part of the crowd that was sort of seemed to be celebrating yeah. somebody with those views. Who was the host of the show? Uh, Emma. Emma. Oh, Curtis. it was a Channel 5 year, was it? Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. So, in fact, it would be about three years ago. Right, OK. So, uh, I uh, asked if we could leave. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of hoo-ha, a lot of to and fro but eventually we were escorted off-site and I didn't have to watch it. <laughs> You've never told that to me before. That's brilliant. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh. 
So returning to the story then, we've got this bet. The bet is set up and he says, here's my car. And he says, well, I've got nothing like that to offer. Yeah. So he says, ah, well, I've got an idea, right? Uh, this is Carlos. Um, you you can lose a small thing. And that's what he uses, a small thing. It's just like your uh, little finger. He says, we'll, we'll chop it off. Yeah. And then he, and he goes, no, nah, this is... Fuck you, this is a crazy... That's a crazy bit. To, to be honest, I don't know why they're taking this seriously. I'd have just got... You know when you're, like, out and you, you're you with somebody and you sort of, like, say... You, you nod and agree because you, yeah. you don't quite understand what this... And you just think, I'll just get rid of this conversation by just nodding and agreeing. Yeah, and what, what I would do there, I would nod, nod and agree and then I would have sort of flashed a bit of a look at L to say... Are we off? Yeah, yeah. because this man's... A little bit strange, and I don't really want to be involved with it. Which is interesting you say that, because so far, anything that could happen now could be deemed as unexpected. Right, okay? Yeah. Because it's just, ent- a, it's just a bizarre thing to happen. This is the, this, this is an unexpected bet. Yeah. This is an unexpected uh, set of circumstances. So you're right, you're probably right, going back to what you said last week, which was about at what point are we meant to think this is the unexpected bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. well, you're right, yeah. So he, so he says... Um, um, he, I guess, uh, I, I, I don't want to say that he agrees to it at this stage, but it's becoming more and more apparent. The guy's getting more. Come on, let's let, let me see how far I can push this. Yeah, and he says, "Let's go and have a look at this car." Then, well, before that happens, this is the bit where uh, the uh, I started to wonder whether the two people, the English guy and uh, Carlos. Um, cahoots. Is that because Rolston says, "Could I have a light?" Yeah. Oh, well, I made a note with that, and, that, and, and I've just realised. Yeah, of course. And you know, that sort of is bringing him back to that sort of conversation, which has sort of ended really, because after the Americans turned it down, he's basically sort of turned his back on him, and then he's sat at a different yeah. table. But uh, it's brought back into it there. And I thought, hmm, is it? Are these guys together? Because up until then, I'd taken it to face value, which was that uh, they didn't know each other. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Could I have a light? Takes the light and then tampers with it in case he does. You know, he could have done that. As it happens, Ralston looks to be legit. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. However, Ralston comes out with some some really stupid. So after this initial meeting, and he has the casual conversation, the, his, the rest of his script is basically, are you serious? And then, <laughs> kind of like, and then he goes, goes, look, this. Let's finish this. This is some sort of joke or something like that. And then towards the end, he says, "Thank God, this, this." Oh, there's an insane idea as well. He's, but all he is left to do is really dismiss this bet. But he's still part of the witnesses, I guess. Well, you see, coming back to though, is he in cahoots with Carlos? Right. What they do in order to sort of persuade the American. Uh, sort of like any car salesman will do, he'll say, "Come and have a seat in it." You know. Yes, and yes. It's, and at yeah. that point, he says, "Ralston, it's a very fine car. I wouldn't mind having it myself." Now, uh, so again, so he's doing that reverse psychology thing, yeah. or could be. There's a couple of reverse psychology points I mentioned in here. It's mainly by Carlos. Who says, ah, oh, no, you don't, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Americans don't bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. So it, it kind of it gets to the point again, he gets in the car just, just on that. One of the unexpected bits that I was expecting was, or not expecting, was the fact that this wasn't his car and you were just going to see him touch the outside of it and then walk off. But yeah. no, he yeah. lets him get in. That's his car, right? Yeah. Okay, so. Or, so we're led to believe at this stage. Now, what I did was I researched what the number plate was worth. Oh, right. right. Um, so the number plate is ND4 treble 7. Right. And an ND4, I couldn't get the exact match for that, right? right? It's clearly a private number plate, though. Or, well, not to say clearly, may not be clearly, but it's it's a, a was it a luxury? Deluxe? A, cherished. Cherished, yeah. So one of those sort of like special number plates. £26,000. Really? We we buyanycar.com reckons. Anyway, so they go back to their room at this stage. And by this stage, Tommy looks like, right, I'm going to go through with it. Then this really bizarre thing happens. So first of all, I missed this because I was researching the 
the kind of the car number plate. But right. what's Rosden doing in the room? Uh, did they say you need to come back as well? Well, this is you know going back to the thing that I keep bringing up, and obviously <laughs> I'm not prepared to let go. <laughs> Rosden agrees to go to the room to act as judge. So uh, you've got this a, is a conversation. Yeah. Right? So you've got a situation where one guy is potentially going to have his finger cut off. Yeah. You don't know anybody there, and you decide to get involved in this by being a judge in it. If this all goes wrong, which there's a big chance of it, then you're sort of party to it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't know, you'd sort of leg it, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, he does keep saying, come on, let's call it a day and stuff, but, you know, it's it's falling on uh, deaf ears, and Pamela Stevenson, what's her name, Kathy, Kathy is... Just like she's not really said much to protest this. No. However, you she's a good actress and she's letting us know that I, I'm I'm not entirely sure this is right. Okay. Then then this, this I love this this line. He said Carla says to the maid, he said, calls her in and then says, "Get me two, no three things." There's this really it's like a wonderful bit of script which I don't quite understand why it happened, but. What was he thinking of? What were the yeah. two things, and what's the yeah? The what, expert? what sort of did he think? Oh no, go on! I need that one as well. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's wonderful because it, it feels like it's on. It's quite impromptu. Yeah, I don't but, think it's. I don't think it's a ruse. I think he generally thought, oh I'm, no, I can't have two. I need three things of these things. But why would that happen, right? Because we later discover, as we've sort of already alluded, this is not the first time that this forfeiture. Therefore, if you are a sort of person who makes a career or a hobby out of doing this sort of thing, you'd know exactly how many things you wanted. Yeah. Um, is so he what not could it sure what he's got? Because he's obviously got some equipment. Because oh, yes. he's got rope or string to yes. tie his hand down. So, is it that he's thought, oh, I've come out without me chopper? So he, and he refers to it as chop-chop. Quite which a is, few times, yeah, isn't it? Which is because it's that playful term for such a which vicious back thing to the fun. That yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's, that's what it is for him. So, it, just to recap, then he's he's got the guy in the room. The guy's accepted the bet. The bet is that he's going to have uh, have to light his lighter ten times in a row. If he misses one of those occasions, then his little fun- finger comes off. Mm. And in order to secure his hand to the table, uh, Carlos nails some. Hammer some nails into the table, and then puts the fist in between the nails, and then wraps twine around the nails, securing the hand yeah. in place on the table. I mean, as we say, he gets some of these items from the maid. Chop chop. But I sort of wonder, what sort of hotel is it where you can ask for a chopping board, a chopper? Sorry, not yeah. even a chopping board. A chopping board would have been a good idea because he nails straight into the the hotel table here. Yeah, and. Uh, nails and uh, a hammer. The sort of places I stay, you look, you can get a cup of tea after half past nine. If I went down to reception and asked them for those sort of things, they'd throw me out. Oh, there's no way you could get a cleaver now, right? <laughs> which is what it is. If you haven't seen the episode, it's a it's a cleaver, right? That's what they call it, a butcher's yeah. a butcher's yeah. cleaver. Yeah. With, you know, one of those sort of like mad uh, butcher type things. They're having cartoons. That, yeah, that's, or, that's like you might chase a rubber chicken with us. Yeah, like they that. don't have to be mad butchers. Actually, no, all butchers aren't mad. <laughs> Carlos is tied. His hand is tied. His little pinky's out. The rest yeah. of his hand is in the fist. And then there's some, this is where the beautiful camera shots happen. Have a look to see who directed this episode and who's the uh, director of photography. Because there's some re- the the lighter lighting up the cleaver hovering over the little finger yeah, yeah. or the hand the faces it's it's just beautiful this point um we're, we're getting into the kind of like right this is definitely going to happen Pamela Stevenson comes over again and just says stop oh no she says that later no she no she's kind of like confirming this is a this can't be real this can't be really happening and then um the bet is on Right, Michael Tushner. Michael Tushner. So well done, Tusho. Touche. 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 Because um, you, we now know this can only end badly. We 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 know that, right? Okay. This is this is going to end badly for somebody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Either somebody's going to lose a car, or a somebody's going to lose a car, or a finger, or they're going to get sent to prison, or be declared mad, or something like that. Okay. I mean, I'll tell you what I was thinking as well. How would you prepare for this bet? 
Because if I was bet that my lighter, which, to be honest, I developed an interest in Zippo lighters, not like a fixation or anything like that, you know. But after seeing that Zippo, uh, when I was, I'd be, I'd be 14 when I saw this, it became my sort of goal to, to get one. Now, I don't smoke at all, therefore there's no real justification, but... I did subsequently buy myself a Zippo lighter. I, I, I didn't buy one. I was given one. I, uh, in, in an old job, um, a, some colleagues bought me a Zippo lighter as a thank you, engraved my name on the front, and um, I used. To, I tried to practice those tricks. Yeah, yeah. I managed two. Managed two of the tricks, and to be honest, that's all I needed. Well, I I can't do the tricks, and but my daughter's boyfriend, Tom. He can, but he doesn't with my Zippo. And it always makes me really anxious when he does, because I think he's, <laughs> he's going to snap the latch off or something like that. Yeah. Like, he flicks it up in the air yeah. sort of thing like that. But the thing is that you, you, you can, it's like an bounce. It's like, you know when skateboarders, they uh, kind of like leap off the floor and the skateboard comes with them. Yeah, how does that happen? Well, I don't know. Because they're like, they're, they're like feet yeah. aren't fixed to them. Well, the, the Zippo lid does the same, is you sort of like bounce it down yeah. and it... But it's and then you up against your, your thigh. Really thin yeah. latch really worries me. Yeah, I mean S- another thing. Yes, that I wonder if it's come from this is my sort of views on betting, because I I will bet. I buy lottery tickets and stuff like that. But I've got very fixed views. I would never bet something that I wouldn't be prepared to lose. I don't mean body parts. I mean I wouldn't bet them. But. If I go to the races, I don't use bookies or anything like that because it's £5 minimum bet. I couldn't stand to lose £5. I sort of agree with you that it's, yeah, there's there's quite a risk involved. My my theory, because I don't bet again, just do the lotteries, but um, when people tell me that they've bet on a series of football matches and some came up and some didn't come up, but they're up, right? They're, they're, they're oh, I won 200 quid. And I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm really jealous Okay, but but the thing is, I I can't be that jealous because I know I could do something about it. I've got enough money that I can bet on something. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want that thing of going. Oh, I've lost. Well, I suppose this is it. You see, this is it. We're starting from the. If I do that, I'm will have the feeling of loss, whereas they're starting from I will have the feeling of winning. Yeah, it's so maybe that, it's just a character of a person. Isn't it? Yeah, so who's a yeah. better person? Or well, maybe we're just mean. I mean, I'm not a typist either. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. It's just, it just seems a waste, really, doesn't it? And obviously, you know, as they say, people who uh, take bets make more money than people who make bets. Yeah. That's why casinos are all posh, isn't it? We don't. Apart from Donald Trump's one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't condone betting, but I'm nothing against it. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I won't do it for me. Now, Michelle will have a bet on the... The horses that won that what on that Grand race, National, the Grand National that they do. She has a bet on that. I can't watch it because I don't. I don't really want to see an horse go through that for for men, yeah, or women as well. Okay, so I think if you're gonna if you're gonna stake a bet, then you have to be prepared to risk something of you. Not you don't say I'm gonna put the horse through this and then right. I win. All right, okay, so that's my. I don't like horse racing for that. But I. But people who go horse racing do it. Go ahead and do it. I'm nothing against it. But, but that, that feeling be. that if you're gonna make a bet, you've got to be prepared to stake something of you. Is brings what, us back to this. So, okay, here's the. I was going to say this until the end, but would you for a car for a Jag? Would you put your with a Zippo lighter? Let's let's put this all into context. You've got a Zippo lighter, which it's a great light. We know we've, we've said, yeah. And there's a there's a car there, and you've got your little finger. Would you Would you do it? No, no. I mean, as I say, I wouldn't bet ten, two quid, not any more than two quid. And this is what I was saying about how would you prepare for it? You see, because if I was going to do it, then what I'd think is, well, I'll have a few goes to to just to see oh, if you're going to wear it out then. Exactly, and I think with probability. You'd then have to have a longer string of it working. Yeah. So and you so, need to fail once and then start it. Yeah, but yeah. then would you start you it on a failure it. because yeah. you think, oh no, it's failed. So, so right. So so do you prepare for it or don't you? Here's where the four room story is slightly different. Right. The outcome I won't mention, but here's where the story is different: is that in order to set this up, 
they work out what they're going to do when the finger comes off. Oh, okay. right. So, so that's the bit that's missing for me from here is I'll be saying, okay, I accept this is going to happen, right? I've got faith, but in case it, in case it goes wrong, we need a bucket of ice, yeah. okay? And I need some towels right there, and I want to know where the doctors are or the hospital. It's going to be a hospital, isn't it? Well, of course, in this day and age, they'd probably be able to reattach it. Nineteen seventy nine, they wouldn't be able to. Do you think they wouldn't be able to? But back then, back then, I don't think they could in those days. I don't know. It's not a thing. I think it's sort of newish, isn't it? But they've obviously sent people to. I mean, two world wars have happened. Yeah, and plus a lot of other wars. They've got they've got guns, and they've got lots of casualties from those wars. Yeah, and they can do the best, but your best changes over the years, doesn't it? And that's going to be a clean chop, though, isn't it? Yeah. But there's going to be bone fracturing in there, unless you get it right down the knuckle. But then I'm just feeling my bone now. I'm feeling quite weak. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> so we return. Then uh, the bet is is happening. We've got some lovely close-ups by yeah. uh, Touche Turtle, and we've got um, this the, the start the countdown. Okay. Now, first thing I thought this guy looked like uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, right, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great film. You yeah. recommended it to me. Yes, I did, yeah. Um, I didn't think it was going to be any good, but it was brilliant. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not really a sort of comic hero sort of person, you know what I mean? But, so I didn't fancy it when it came out, but then you said, oh, you know, you're because I think you'd seen it at the cinema on your I'd, own. I'd, no, I saw it with a friend, and then I realised it was the sort of superhero movie that Michelle would like, which yeah. she did, she loved. So I thought it was brilliant. It was. It's. It, it did what for superhero movies... Um, Sorry, it did for superhero movies the same that Guardians of the Galaxy did, which is it rewrote that structure yeah. of saying, here's a situation, here's your hero and how he becomes a hero, and here's the, the ending, right? Okay. Whereas those two movies, you felt like you were part of this story. You really did feel like you were part of... It's, it's made-believe. Yeah. It's made-believe? It's make-believe. Make believe. It's make-believe. And I felt that with both those two films, which is what comic books are. They make believe you should. It's it's a way out of reality. And people who sit in parks on Saturdays talking about Marvel films, do they do that? Do, what, they, do, do, do people sit in parks on Saturdays talking about I've not seen Marvel? it, but then I don't go looking. Maybe they do. I don't know. They're, they're doing the Pokemon stuff. Are you still doing Pokemon? No, I got up to that level 22. And... Uh, it just became too difficult, really. I'll tell you what, what, it sort of annoys me, because you can have different sort of size balls. I don't know if they're different size, but like there's ordinary Pokeballs, better Pokeballs, and really good Pokeballs. And as you get higher up, you get the creatures escaping from the balls. So you might get like some small ten-point creature, and I've thrown my biggest ball at it, and I've got it, and it said nice or something like that, right? And I'm thinking, there's no way on earth that that deserves to escape. I've done a nice throw, I've got my biggest ball on it, right? And then and it escapes. And I and I think, oh, if you're going to do that, I'm not going to play. So I've, I've lost faith in it, to be honest. Well, we, uh, I'm still doing it, my boy. Where have you got up to? Level 19. Oh, oh well, wait till you get in the 20s. It, it all yeah. changes. Well, may, maybe it will. I mean, the, the thing is, I'm, I'm, I used to do it whenever I had a spare moment and just mm. look to see what was going on. Now, I only... Only really look when I know there's a poker stop around. Yeah. Um, I, I, I tell you what I'll do. I'll f- it'll be the it'll be the difference between finding a Pikachu and and just giving up because that's the that's the reason I wanted to get into this in the first place. You just have a Pikachu and then I'm out. Right. Well, I mean, I, the, the level I well, the sort of devotion I had to it was if we went out in the car, I would have L. Uh, collecting every time I went by a poker stop, and she, she, you know, she was she was good about it. She she'd do it. I don't think she enjoyed it. She didn't play. Charlie does this. Yeah. Charlie will ask to do that, so I don't need to ask him to do that. Well, I tried to get it on his phone. Um, that we had the same account, and he didn't want to. All oh, right. So I don't know what the deal is there. You can sell them, you know. What you can sell Pokemon? I don't know that you still can, but they they were for sale on uh, like eBay. And so stuff I mean, you like can that. buy them as well. Yeah. How do you go about buying them? Well, I suppose what, you buy the account almost. Yeah. All uh, yeah. right. And then oh, I'm not interested in that. Well, there's no point at all, yeah. is there? It's like sort of I don't know. It's like reading the last page of a book first or something, and then saying, "Oh no, I'll tell you what it's like." 
train spotters, right? When I was a kid, I used to, I bought like it used to be a book by Ian Allen, and it had then got all the numbers of all the trains in it. That's all, nothing else. Yeah. And when you saw one of these trains, you crossed it off. Yeah. Well, buying a somebody else's Pokemon account would be like buying that Ian Allen book and then just crossing all the numbers out. Oh totally yeah, I point, suppose. Totally yeah, 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 yeah. You've not done any work. There's for nothing. It. Yeah. There's no achievement. Yeah. Well, unless you work backwards. What? Write them in again. So um, we get to the part where he starts to do the lighter. Now I've written these down as like a score sheet. All right. right. Okay. First one. What happens, Rob? Do you think? Do you think he gets it, or do you think he doesn't get it? Bearing well, in mind that you've seen this, and this is <laughs> fairly irrelevant. On the, on the basis that I've seen it, I would think that he does get it. Yes, he does. He gets the first five, okay, fine. Right. But, and we were talking about this, how even though we've seen it, yeah. we know what happens, Yeah. right, but when you re-watch it, yeah. you're sort of like, you, you. that ending could have gone either way. It's a weird, yeah. bizarre bit of film yeah. work. Because I was thinking, you know, if you were somebody were to say, make a film centering around somebody lighting their lighter. It'd be very difficult to make it suspenseful. But this one is so good at it, even though I'd seen it before and knew the outcome, it still drew me in. Absolutely. And and at this point, they mention it's it's half-time, and or we've got halfway, he says. Um, um, the We get to number six right. as well, at which point Kathy then yells, Stop! Yeah. Okay, and then she's like, "Ah, oh, fuck this, I'm going. But it uh, doesn't. But it doesn't. He says, please stay, I need you to stay here. Yeah. Right, okay. So then, right, then we've got, so we're up to number seven now. Okay, so that's seven, eight, nine, and the final one, ten. Okay, oh. now then. So we know that he's done the first six. Seven is about to happen. At which point did you think, initially, I mean, yeah, not, yeah. not in hindsight, but would you point, at which point did you think it was going to fail or win or whatever? What, what did you think was going to happen next? Well, on the basis that it's an unexpected tale. Yes, exactly, yes. Then what, what you've got to do is work out what you would have expected so to you happen had, at that stage. I expected it to have lit all the way, the 10 out of 10. Right, that was my expectation. And he chopped his finger off anyway. No, because that would have been the unexpected bit. So this is what the so so I thought the expected bit was it'll be ten out of ten. Right. The unexpected bit is it'll fail on number ten. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. But is that the unexpected bit? Is that sorry? Is that the expected bit? Oh, he's not going to get it. It'll fail at the last one because that's how screenplays work. Well, once you start trying to play forward and thinking what the outcome is then all outcomes become expected. Yes, that's right, which is why it gets number seven, okay, and then Carlos's wife comes in. So we never... So this is fucking brilliantly unexpected because we thought it was all down to the lighter. Yeah. And it's actually his wife that stops the thing. She goes, she comes in, she's yeah. like, yeah. yells in Spanish. Now, I don't know any of the words. No, okay, okay. It, was, it wasn't subtitle, which I think is quite nice. It's not, there's no patronising behaviour here. But she says, stupido. <laughs> okay, which I'm guessing was um, Spanish for... Stupid. Stupid, probably, probably. yeah. yeah. Um, and then she yells out, uh, oh, no, 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 she didn't yell out. She explains to the other guys, He's crazy. Okay, now she then has a bit of a dialogue. Okay, again, it's with an accent. And I didn't pick up all of it, but what I understood is that he has done this in the past and yeah. has got forty-seven fingers, fingers and eleven cars, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he's lost eleven lost cars. 11 cars. Yeah, okay, right. and this is not a small bet. Right, that's what she. That's her point. Okay, um, Rolston says, "Oh, thank God this is over." You know, I know. Thank, yeah, thank God this is over. He says, um, "The woman is now." She becomes like really, really uh, poignant to this part of the story because then she explains the unexpected bit, which is that he has no car. It's it's, it's actually her car, um, and. That this bet he's been, he, this is what he always does, and he's obviously, we, she never mentions it, but he's obviously lost his mind somewhere along the way. And he probably this, before he started doing these bets. Yeah, I'm going to say this is now taken over him, so which is why when he's sitting with this English guy, 
that guy could have been the guy he had the bet with if he. If yeah. Tommy had well, he approached him, didn't he? And if yeah. he, if they weren't in cahoots, then it could be that that's what he was hoping to yeah. do. So, so uh, the. But, but I wonder. This is why I wrote, said earlier: is it all? It's maybe just the forfeiture that's that's the link. It can't always be that he finds what's that? Fifty-eight people who believes in the lighter so much that they'll bet a finger on it. So does he have other bets? It's not going to be lighter every time, is it's it? Not, is it? It's not. It, it, the the for him the lighter in that conversation that they had initially was clearly just a, the trigger. Ah, there's a bet I can have. I can have. Oh, I, can I can have, have my bet. I can have my bet. It's my, my bet. bet. Yeah. yeah, and I can. You know, you, you see with the, with tales of the unexpected, uh, you never know the backstory. It's it's a snapshot of life, and then what happens before or after, you never know. No. Okay. no. So in but what I'd like to think is. That maybe there is something that's persuading him to do this. Maybe he's he's had to, you know, when you I was watching Jonathan Creek the other day, and there was right. this great episode where um, uh, there's a, a guy who makes a deal with the devil. He sells his soul to the devil, and you don't know. I mean, whether this was written up initially as you know he has to make these bets because his his life will he constantly has to make these bets. This is this is his purpose on earth. You mm. never really know what's going on with this guy and why he's having to do this. Well, or, you know, is it is the suggestion that uh, this is a deal with the devil? That, well, that, exactly. That, yeah. That yeah. Carlos is, in fact, the devil, the himself. devil himself. The man from the south. Which would be Dante's Inferno, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right from the, the from, depths of hell. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? That? Yeah. Because then that ties in with... What we, we noticed on the uh, intro sequence was the devil's mask. Yeah. Which kind of like stuck with us as kids, and yeah. as well as the dancing lady, as as did the uh, the tarot card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's all about. It is that. Maybe every single person in this has been affected by, uh, you know, that sort of. No, not necessarily devil, but but dark, mm. you know, the dark magic and stuff like that. So. Yeah. The 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 woman is not credited with having a name. She is just called woman. Right. Uh, she's played by uh, what's her name now? It is. She's the, called Katie Gerardo, and she's classically like this. Uh, you know, she's uh, Hispanic. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, Latin in looks, um, and looks like she has quite a, a, a big film career. Actually, she's, yeah. Well, I'm I'm wondering if she was in um, High Chaparral. Did you used to watch that? No. Oh right, it was like a it was like a cowboy. Um, show a bit like Bonanza. Have you I seen remember, that? I remember Bonanza. Well, it was a bit like that, uh, and they had this ranch, and uh, Big John, Big John Cannon, was was in it. He was he was the sort of, Leif Erikson played him, I think it was, and uh, he was the ranch owner, and he was married to uh, a woman who looks a bit like Katie uh, Gerardo, and or Horado. Horado. Yeah. She. She. Uh, her brother was uh, in it. Uh, Wayne High Chaparral. Yeah, I mean, not a real she, brother. But she wasn't in it. He was uh, Manolito, Manolite, Manolito. Man- I don't know, but he was sort of quite a sexy sort of um, like one of those like bullfighter type men. Matador. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't Torino, but he wore one of them little coats. Oh ah, yeah, waistcoats. Yeah. yeah, and there was Uncle Buck, who was John Candy. <laughs> it wasn't, in fact, John Candy. Yeah. But he was, he was uh, Big John's brother. But he was a bit, he was a bit sort of, he was a lot more easygoing. And so you could see why Big John was in charge of the ranch, right? Okay, because he was sort of like, oh yeah, okay, okay. And then Blue Boy, who was uh, his, wasn't Blue, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who was his, Big John's son. Anyway, I thought that it might be her. But it's not. But I don't think it is, no. Well, she is only credited as being called woman in this. So right, right. She's, just must, she's probably just an extra. Anyway, she plays this this part fantastic. Um, turns out, obviously, as it was said, uh, it's her car that, she's, that he's betting with. And when Ralston says, here are your keys... And there's this really long shot as kind of like this, or, or not a long shot, but a long shot coming into a close-up of the keys being placed delicately on the table. Yeah, so you know something's... Something's about to kick off here, yeah. and when she goes to pick up the keys, you see that she only has two fingers and a thumb. Yeah. Two of her fingers are missing. She says, he's got nothing to bet with. I've won everything other from him. 
it's taken a long time. And I did write down that uh, everything she's won everything from him. Yeah, so, they, yeah so, that's right. So there you go. Although she's obviously had a couple of losses along the way. A couple, only a couple. Yeah, she's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, so she's uh, the winner. So, so what we don't know is what happens next. You know, whether he's going to be committed or something like that. But I think probably the, the, not. The, he's just, a prisoner, isn't he? To the yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's the evil person. This, well, she's she's sort of. I don't know. She's forced him to move. Now, should she have turned him into? Well, the authorities knew about it. I think. Yes. Yeah. That's the way I got it. Yeah. So she's above board there. She's just said to him, "Look, you know, we're going to have to go here." She doesn't want him to do it. She's angry that he's doing it. So perhaps she's not the evil one. She's trying to wean him off. That. There's yeah. There is a time when she's fed his yeah. sort of obsession. Well, but now, so if she was super evil with this. Then she might have allowed this to happen, but she seemed to be pretty yeah. angry about it. And yeah. she put him in his place. He looked really, he kind of like, you know. Cowards. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he gets into his chair. He, he's not anything of the man he once was, and she's obviously in charge. Uh, so that's where the episode ends. And then we've got the title music, which which we, uh, we wanted to talk about at some point. We'll probably have to do it in another episode. But yeah. Uh, yeah, as it goes, it's like there's you're just left hanging with that, with that news and it is you know whether this was that unsettling I think it was tense in places but I I wouldn't say unsettling because that happened outside of my world you know it doesn't affect me and I know what I was or I do about it but still you know you go away thinking I really want to know what happens next I I want to be in the room for the next five minutes to find out what happens next that's the beauty of these shows for for me let's say I was 15 but it, it did provide a bit of a hook and then I would I would watch them all. Yeah, I think and it's... that's that. I guess that's what the point is. You've got this great starting episode. Maybe the reason why this was filmed first, but not sorry, this was shown first, but not filmed first, it's is because it's the hook. Is yeah, exactly that. Is because it had the better yeah uh, intro to the whole thing. We don't know at this stage. There's nothing on online that suggests it. Maybe somebody could help us out with this, but we don't know whether. Um, as a result of the first series, another one was commissioned. Um, it could have been that two were commissioned or three or something like that. But mm-hmm. certainly, as far as episode one, season one goes, this is um, massive news. As we said, it's left a legacy, okay, because um, it's been used in, in a number of different uh, kind of movies and storylines where the the unexpected bit is kind of like all the way through it, as we said, and the final twist in the tale is probably not what you're expecting, <laughs> even though you're told to expect something that's not expected. And that's where we leave it. So, next week, uh, episode two is something about Mrs. Bixby. It's Mrs. Bixby and the Colonel's coat, and uh, this... Uh basically revolves around a woman whose lover gives her a mink coat and uh, I'll say nothing more about it than that at this oh, stage. Oh, mink. Mink! Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a mink bars. Oh, I knew that mink was valuable. I just didn't... <laughs> mink is a cat? I think it's some sort of rodent. Oh, right. I think. Let's leave it there. <laughs> Guys... Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on more unexpected tales about the tales of of the the unexpected unexpected. tales of the unexpected tales. You gotta go.